Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Sigh, yin and yang. Muzzle tub Phillies, Strohs, Chiefs. On my side, sorrow. Freddy Spaghetti, sorrow. Steelers lose. Yankees lose. Chargers lose. My Super Bowl pick for the second straight year. Got more on that coming. NFL fans continue to lose. Even the first ballot Hall of Fame QBs stink. Now, the weird thing, as I say yin and yang, Danny Dimes and company can't lose. Patrick Mahomes rolling. Geno Smith can barely lose. What gives bizarro world? MLB fans continue to lose. The Astros are now in the World Series. Maybe more hated. I think it's fair to say. And Bob Costas went in on the Astros ownership of the Yankees. I think it's fair to say the Astros are more loathsome than the New York Yankees based on the last three, four years. I know you're not going to argue with me there, Eddie Spaghetti, behind the glass. But you know what? I say the Chargers, and I have stood by them. I have been a good fella to them. I've been there for them. We've had some great times. But I have, um, I think I have to have a, a talk with them, and I need a friend to help me through that. You know, I'm a loser. It's not like I'm breaking up with people a lot. Um, I don't have a ton of experience with that, thankfully from Megan Fun of Sports. Megan Connolly is going to join us in just a matter of minutes and help guide me through this difficult emotional time with the Chargers. I don't want to say goodbye, but maybe let's take a break. Anyway, um, yeah, so she's a ray of sunshine. Uh, Justin Fields versus Mac Jones is not one. Here's a ray of sunshine for you, sports fans. If your eye extends beyond pro football, Connor McDavid v. Sidney Crosby, a.k.a. McJesus v. Face of the Game Kid Crosby. Monday night in Edmonton, that's a dandy. That's a generational matchup. That's like Mahomes v. Brady, but good. You know, Spaghetti, that's a good game. But what's your weekend takeaway? Where's your emotional state here? Like I say, Jerry Orbach said it at the end of Dirty Dancing. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I have to say now, the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. I was wrong about the Chargers. They're going to be good. I think they're going to be okay. They got to get their pieces back. Obviously, J.C. Jackson looked like another horrific injury for this team that is positively has a pox on its head from the football gods. I don't know why. I don't know what Dan Fouts did, if it was the beard that offended somebody on high long ago, but it ain't working out. So I was wrong. The Chiefs are going to win that. Also, the Steelers, it's hard for me to take. Kenny Pickett to task, two terrible picks at the end of the game in a winnable game down in South Beach against two and company. But like I say, Brady and Rodgers can't do it either. So how much am I supposed to beat up this kid who's got about 120 minutes of pro football action? Anyway, I interrupted there. Spaghetti, what was your big takeaway? Uh, you know, Yankees pain or enthusiasm about the gents? Yeah, so, I mean, I have a million thoughts, but just to run through them quickly, obviously Yankees is going to be one of the biggest off-seasons in recent Yankees history because of Judge, because what do you do now? Running it back with the same guys has not been working, and it's relatively the same. Now, the one good thing about the Yankees is for a very high-end team, and yes, they still are a high-end team. Like, this isn't these are not problems that other organizations have. Like, they consistently make it to the playoffs. Aaron Boone has made it to the playoffs every year of his career. 
but um, their farm system for a very good team is good. So I guess the positive is that they have these guys they could bring in. Um, and I, I do think the series might have looked a little bit differently if they did have guys like DJ LeMahieu or Andrew Benatendi playing who are contact hitters who hit near 300 because games one and games two were a two-run and a one-run game. If you had one more timely hit, two more timely hits, it, it could be a different game. Um, so that's going to be interesting. And my football takeaways, number one, I'm, I'm very excited that the Cardinals did win on Thursday Night Football. I get to keep that pick. My Bengals pick, the right. Super Bowl. Bengals looking mighty good right now. Their offense is looking great. And I'll round up my uh, my football takes with this. You know, a lot of people say the Giants are, you know, we talked about last week, what are your record, you know, are you better or worse than your record? And people think the Giants are kind of phony. I, I don't understand why people in the NFL think you have to look like the Chiefs to be a good team. Like, there are only one Chiefs. There's only one Andy Reid, only one Patrick Mahomes. Like, not every team has to have the amazing quarterback that throws five touchdowns, 400 yards, and you whip teams. Like, there are different ways to be a good team. You could run the ball. You could have a strong defense. You could have a quarterback that makes timely plays. Who's another quarterback that's making plays like Daniel Jones? It's Philadelphia Eagles' Jalen Hurts. Why does Hurts get a pass? It's because he's fresh in the league. We saw him, you know, succeed in college he comes in the league pretty good roster he's he's throwing I'll the ball interrupt you there. I think everything you're saying is right on except for i think that people have the same doubts about jalen hurts that they do about danny dimes hurts is a little bit better to this point in the season and sure. pedigree we saw him at bam and all that but i think the same doubts exist but i think the 2022 season you are spot on more than in the last half decade at least. There was only one way to skin the cat. Now, you could really thread the needle and flacco it like uh, like the Ravens did a decade ago. But for the most part, to be relevant, you have to have a top 10 QB. I don't think that's the case so far this season. Anyway, continue. Well, yeah, but I still I still have seen more people believe in the Eagles and, and believe in Jalen Hurts than the Giants, at least maybe not as much now because 6-1 is hard to argue with. But back when they were, you know – earlier in the season, but you know, Daniel Jones has this stink on him from the previous regimes and people, you know, they saw him fumble and this and that. And Mark Schlereth made a really good point in the broadcast that like Eli Manning struggled early on in his giants career. And Jones now is this cool, calm, collected guy that just like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna screw up. Like he's going to keep the ball on like on offense. He's not going to turn it over. He's going to make the plays with his legs when he needs to. He's going to make the smart throws. If he has to throw out of bounds, throw out of bounds. And like, that's something that people have to kind of push out of their brain of, the old Daniel Jones with the different coaching staff. This team now is a you know slightly better um, and now with Dable and, and and Shane there. So I just think that you have to trust in Daniel Jones. And he went from being is he the guy to probably being the guy. And uh, you know this is not a, a Case Keenum bringing the, you know to the team to the playoffs. This is not a Blake Bortles. Like he is playing very good, effective football. And I think people have to stop like thinking in this mold of what makes a good NFL team because they could it's different variations of that. So I guess ultimately I'm pretty happy. I, I mean, listen, you obviously would want to have Patrick Mahomes as your sure. QB. If you, if, you know, if you could wish one thing into being true, you would take that over having Andy Reid as your head coach as a, for instance, I think, I think most people would wish one thing you can make happen. One human being suddenly emerges as being on your team. That would be the choice. But I am with you completely. The results are impossible to deny seven weeks into the season here. Um, I think the most significant wins we saw were the, I mean, by the way, the Giants surviving that one. That is the difference between being like a fun team that's, ooh, who saw this one coming and being a team that you, 
actually need to have some respect for it. This is the thing that happens every year, Eddie Spaghetti. Every single year, a team comes out of nowhere and everybody harumphs at them like, they're going to have to show me a, a little bit more about against the Jags. By the way, they almost got royally rooked Terrible. repeatedly by the Jags, on that, by the refs <laughs> on that last drive. They almost The refs almost handed that game to the Jags, but the Giants survive it. I still think the more significant victory in the division is Dak Prescott putting away the, you know, the game foe there. I mean, they should have really housed that team, but Mm -hmm. they do emerge and brighter days because you don't want that black cloud of, and it's not an insignificant detail, I don't think, that if Dak somehow loses that game, now there are some legit concerns, and I don't care about the media and fans as much as, I don't care what, you know, I understand pedigree. Cooper Rush is, 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 uh, you know, uh, a pale version. It's not, it doesn't compare with the talent of Dak Prescott. But if Dak loses that, somehow the formula what, isn't working with Dak like it was with Cooper Rush when we were winning games. I think that's the same thing that Denver kind of sort of dodges a bullet. What if Brett Rippon wins that game? Then what do they do with Russell Wilson? It's a real mess there. But on the other hand, if Nate Hackett and company go to London this week and lose that one, now, you know, does Hackett make the flight back? I really do think, and I'm not wishing this on him, uh, you know, I don't wish firings on people, but he might be the shortest term head coach in Super Bowl in the Super Bowl era. And that's 55 years worth through. I think I looked it up. It was nine games in that a guy got fired from the Niners back in, I think, the 70s or whatever. Um, and the other thing I'll, I'll, I'll weigh in on before we jump to uh, Megan Connolly in the AFC West a little bit and some more baseball talk is um, the Steelers, you know, to your point, Mike Tomlin, I've been saying this for three years, Mike Tomlin agrees with Eddie Spaghetti. That much is clear. They're not trying to win games by seeing how many points they can put up there. They're doing the exact opposite of that. In fact, our guy Jeff Schwartz texted me during the game and he said, what is it that they do? You know, what? how do they stay in the mix? And I said, it really is. They just try to knuckleball it. For the last three, four years now, since Roethlisberger's injury when, you know, the whole Duck Hodgson, uh, Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph year, the whole thing is trying, I, now it's going on for a little bit too long. It's maybe a little bit, the cynic might say, hey, this is a little bit like the 76ers process here, but they are trying to fuel the plane while it's in the air. In the meantime, they're trying to knuckleball their way past these high end, uh, the, these high pedigree teams. And, you know, if you only watch the first 10 minutes of that game, you think the final score is 78 to, to minus four. Uh, for the Dolphins, but you see what the Steelers can do, and you do. It is a, a tremendous bummer from this Steelers fan's point of view because now it's going to be a fun, intriguing watch to see where Kenny Pickett goes from here. But if they win that one and they go into the bye at worst three and five, they're kind of relevant in that division. But I am with you on the Bungles and the Ravens. They are clearly superior teams right now. But I'd be all in on them trying to knuckleball their way into the seventh seed in the AFC playoffs once again and then looking on to 2023 when the cap is going to really finally be in their favor. They have very few cap issues and big names that they have to re-sign. Brighter days lay ahead, Steelers fans, is my message to you. The one question I have for you, Spaghetti, is Kenny Pickett. How do you see that? I I feel like, and it's not just the eight on the jersey, I feel like there's a lot of Danny Dimes in Kenny Pickett. And I don't know if that diminishes either guy, but can make plays, you know, good athlete. 
can make it can run away from trouble, but thro- has, you know, so far has thrown some picks in bad spots there. I'm not as punched in the gut by it as some Steelers fans are, but where do you sit on uh, Kenny Pickett on the limited evidence we've seen? I get made fun of by a lot of people I, I talk football with because I'm like the most lenient person on quarterbacks. And I guess I've seen enough of Kenny Pickett in college to believe in him and think he's a good player. I did like him a lot coming in this draft. And I think that number one, the Steelers offensive line needs a lot of improvement. This kind of reminds me of the Giants too, a few years back where you have a kind of a mediocre to below average offensive line and you know, the Giants, when they were missing Saquon, you know, through his various injuries, it, they weren't really having a strong ground game. And that makes life harder, a lot harder on the quarterback. And uh, I think right now, Najee Harris is not playing well. I saw, I think actually our, our pal, Neil Kulon, who comes on the show a lot was, or, or might've been Josh Yoey. One of them made really good points. Like I understand he's a first round pick, but he does not look like a first round pick. And it's kind of shocking because I thought Najee was going to be uh, a stud for many, many years. And it seems like Kenny Pickett has to do a lot by himself. And, you know, I don't think the Dolphins are a bad team. I think the, the Steelers schedule through the stretch is very brutal. So obviously he's going to look kind of exposed. Like he's a rookie quarterback. Uh, he's getting taught by Mitch Trubisky and not to you know make fun of Mitch, but like how much are you learning from a guy like that? A guy who has bounced around to multiple teams, who was kind of a bust in his own right. So I just feel like besides having Mike Tomlin, who's one of the best coaches in this generation, like what does Kenny Pickett really have going for him on this squad? It's just like, it's a tough schedule, no ground game rookie like it's just so I I think to judge him based on these games is absurd well I think he's you know uh, the thing that you see him doing in in certain stretches is he's just trying to put the ball on his playmakers and and let them carry the day you saw George Pickens with a another highlight you just need more of those situations but you know Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool frustrating though he is Mm -hmm. the those are playmakers that they have around them and Friar Muth is steady as it gets um so uh you know I I, it's just a bummer though in the sense that when you look where they are on the schedule they're likely to be now two and six they go to Philly next week so they go into the bye at two and six hard to conjure no matter how optimistic you are that they're going to reel off so many wins that they're going to be a playoff contender by Christmas time but um so that 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 is a, a big letdown in terms of where the season is. But I am not uh, getting histrionic like many people in Pittsburgh are, like saying, dude, Kenny Pickett's a boss, dude. He throws too many picks and that's that. Can't do nothing about it. Um, all right, let's let's move on, though, to my – not my the team that resides in my heart, but the one in my brain, the one that I thought was going to go to the Super Bowl this year. I think I have to make a big move here, Eddie Spaghetti. Let's bring in our pal, Megan Connolly. But first, a quick break. Hey, listen up, sports fan. This message is for you. Your first bet with Caesar Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code CZRFULL and place your first bet. If you win, muzzle tub. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you 1,000 tier credits and 1,000 reward credits, putting you closer to the types of perks, game tickets, experiences, and more. And because Caesar plays by the rules, here comes the lengthy, responsible gaming disclaimer. 21 and over, must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or our nation's capital. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, 
Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right. As you can tell, we need a pick-me-up, and I can't think of one better in the Rolodex, the figurative one, because she is positively a ray of sunshine you watch her on SmackDown on Friday night. You listen to her with Megan Gailey on the Extra Points Network on the great Megan Fun of Sports. Here she is, everybody. Our pal, Megan Connolly, looking good. Ready for some fun. You know, I guess this is an audio podcast, so I should mention you're wearing a New England Patriots helmet. Thank you for that. I, I don't am, know why. Um, it's Monday night football. I'm ready to go in full game mode, helmet and all. It is a little bit of an oxymoron because I'm wearing a Northwestern Wildcats t-shirt, which is unfortunate, and then a Patriots helmet. So, you know, we have balance in our life. We have the good, we have the not so good. Yeah, that's right. A little yin and yang. That's kind of the theme of the show. Obviously, half of Sports America is happy on this day. I just don't happy to happen to be one of those people there. I mean, I'm not sure exactly that I have any answers for how the the talking heads are supposed to address in game the um, the concussion stuff, but for whatever reason, it makes me feel uneasy when when they go serious voice like we got a good one down here in Miami. It's Tua. It's Pickett. But Tua's been through some real life 
challenges that I do. I was watching that whole thing and I know this is like sick and disgusting. And if I get canceled for saying this, get a sense of humor, people. But I do think it would have been kind of funny just as a joke, like as a complete joke. If Tua like walked out with like Stevie Wonder sunglasses and like a walker and then like a spit cup and then like ripped it all <laughs> off and was like, I'm playing everybody. I know it would have been like terrible because, you know, concussions are serious, but it would have been a little bit funny, don't you think? Happy Halloween from the <laughs> Dolphins, right? Hey, listen, I've said it for 15, 20 years now, and I say it again. Ever since, you know, all this talk about got to protect the players and head safety and everything else, and then they let that Dolphin take his helmet off of the logo, and now that Dolphin on the side of their hat doesn't even wear one except in the throwback helmet. He does wear it, but he's then that Dolphin – plays for a team that has an M on the side of their helmets, not for the Miami Dolphins, but it's hard to find Dolphins. That's uh, Eddie Spaghetti's favorite recurring bit that I do, and I bring up about 17 times annually. Um, They did have it. The the helmet Dolphin was in the center uh, center, uh, at the 50-yard line last night, right? Yeah, they had it, and that was good. But I'm saying the modern-day version is the one. He lost the helmet, so now he's out there playing Mm. football, presumably unprotected and no one seems to care except everybody will flap their gums about the import of you know head trauma safety and everything else but i like your idea that is a fun idea what are you going to be for halloween well i was either thinking of being a concussed tua or i was going to go around to a halloween party and compliment people's costumes who suck for like seven minutes and be bill belichick because if you've been paying attention to this pregame bears against patriots which is tonight monday night football we all know the bears suck but what did bill belichick do on wednesday at his press conference he addressed the media with a seven minute opening statement raving about this chicago bears team so i think the bears are doomed but i also think that's a great costume just go around and tell everybody who looks like that they look awesome um, for seven minutes. I do love it, and um, but the, the the real question is, I mean, what I, Lou Holtz used to do that all the time at the height of his Notre Dame powers. He would compliment the hell out of some garbage team that they were about to destroy. I wonder for whose benefit, you know, who who hears that and plays differently or approaches the game differently when when Bill Belichick does that. Do you think the Bears are like, oh? He's afraid of us. Let's play differently than we otherwise were going to. I mean, what to, to what end with this in, in your uh, your media hat, not your football helmet hat. Put on your media hat and assess what difference this makes. So this is a total strategy by Bill, right? Like he doesn't mm-hmm. want to address questions about the Bears because he knows by doing so he'll accidentally bury the Bears. And he doesn't want to bury the Bears because that right. gives him locker room material. So when he steps up to the podium, he knows, all right, this press conference is going to be about, what, 20, 25, like maybe I would say 22 and a half minutes would be like your over underline. And he's like, I'm going to spend seven minutes stalling to avoid some of these questions, which is why like Bill will always take a softball about special teams and go on for five minutes because he knows that he's distracting from other areas of the press conference. So he thinks people just tire out like the media people will just be like, ah, listen, let's uh, I'm hungry. It's lunchtime. Let's just get out of here. 
that's kind of well and i also think like the pr guy you know like he goes in there sort of i mean i don't know this for certain but i always thought the way it worked it was just like all right we got the stopwatch going bill like go up there for however long and then i'll say last question right around the 20 minute mark so he spent seven of them yeah I, you know, it's an ongoing passion of mine is fixing up Olympic events and then creating new ones. That would be a good one right there. You know, that could be Cross maybe yeah. with with Peyton's new charge as head of whatever replaces Pro Bowl weekend now. Maybe that could be one. What head coach can vamp the longest and say zero along the way? I love that. Yeah, I think Bill has become a total pro at that. Brady also is a pro at vamping for a long time, saying nothing. Uh, Jeter was really good at it for Eddie's Yankees. Um, Yeah, a lot of these guys, they say nothing. But I do want to bet on, like, the over-under smiles that Belichick has in a press conference because he's been um, a little smiley lately, which is concerning to me. Was he pleasant towards you? Oh, he's the best. you have any horror stories? He was. He was very Uh, nice to you. Yeah, I mean, I got a Christmas card, like Bill and I, you know, we, one time we talked Northwestern women's lacrosse for like a solid 10 minutes. It was, yeah, Bill's great. Wow. So yeah. if you, if you're walking down the street and Bill Belichick's coming in your direction, would he be like, hey, Megan, what's new? Or like, would he be like, oh, we met before or I got to get so on to Cincinnati. This- I can't stop to talk to you. I know you're vaguely familiar. So is this a like? Are we at a football game, or are we just out in the no. wild? No, you're 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 just out at the mall. Out in the wild, one thousand percent. Now, like yeah. on a game day, he sees me. No way, locked in, ready to go. Okay, so so like he's you know he's heading into Old Navy, and uh, you know he's he's looking for some some uh, shorts that can he can or some pants that he can zip off when it gets warm out and turn into shorts. But he sees Megan coming and he's like, whoa, I can't believe it. Let's uh, let's get some Wetzel's pretzels and catch up. That doesn't happen. No, that would happen. But if we saw each other on a game day, that would not happen. Like if I saw him tonight in the tunnel as he's preparing for this stout Bears defense, he's not going to stand and talk to me. But now if we saw each other like Tuesday night at a restaurant, of course. Speaking of restaurant. Would you rather go for a long dinner, let's say a three-hour dinner, marathon dinner, with Belichick or Brady? Belichick. Really? Why? Yeah. Well, one, Brady's not going to eat anything because he's a mm-hmm. psycho. Mm-hmm. And also, I this is really great, and we're going to get into more breakups later, but like, I broke up with Brady a long time ago, and now I love it because the world is coming to my side and they're seeing how annoying this guy is. Did you see what he said about the troops last week? Like Brady, I mean, he's a big anti-troops guy. Um, so I love that everybody is joining my side and laying on the Brady hate. But no, a dinner with Brady would not be fun at all. I don't think he's interesting whatsoever as a human being. Like Belichick, we could talk war stories. We could talk history. We could talk Northwestern women's lacrosse. Like outside of football and eating healthy and going to bed at 8 o'clock, Tom Brady has nothing interesting to talk about. Hmm. Interesting and and hard to push back on your indictment of him. He probably has been so devoted for the last two decades to pro football and X's and O's. Really? Yeah. What does he know about? What movie do you suppose he could have a conversation on? Have you ever you you cross paths with 12 enough that you would know never in passing? He's He's like, yeah, you know, I think 30 Rock didn't really get its due. You know, I thought the writing was exceptional on that show. They're not nothing like that. 
Nothing like that. My one um, like solo interaction with uh, with twelve was in a. I was post run before the AFC Championship game in Kansas City in the elevator, and he asked me for a very detailed weather report because like that's just how his brain functions. He's football all the time and taking care of his body. That's really all he does. Well, you mentioned the breakups, and obviously you're expert at doing it. I want to talk about that in a second, but you just touched on something that, you know, you don't need my two cents, but I'm going to offer it anyway. How about you break up with this marathon jive? I get it. You want to do it once, see if you can. I mean, I I don't even get that. 26.2, this arbitrary number based around, well, it's not arbitrary because it's the distance between, what, Athens and Marathon, Greece. Yep. From ancient times, so somebody decided, hey, let's have a race like that. So, okay, I guess that's a cute touchstone to go off to 26.2. But in modern-day USA, so, okay, you want to measure yourself, push yourself. But you're not racing anyone other than than Megan, I assume, right? But once you do mm-hmm. it, what's the point of doing it again? Now you're well, gilding the lily. Well, I do. I enjoy running. I, I okay very much like running and I need like a purpose to keep on running. Otherwise there's going to be, and I know I could do five K's, right? But here's the problem. I did five K's and 10 K's in college and I'm never going to be that fast again. So every time I run a five K and 10 K while it's like in air quotes, good for like, you know, the local competition and I'll beat my win every against everybody in my age group. But for me, I'm like, that's almost three minutes slower than I ran in college. So for me, the five K is like, Oh, it's just such a mental defeat every time I do it because I'm never going to be what I once was. But the marathon, the marathon is like a different challenge. And it's also quite enjoyable until you're almost done. And then it's no longer enjoyable. Whereas a 5 What did you Because to me, that's the thing. I, you know, I'll get on a treadmill. I've gone out and run a few miles out on the streets. I don't care for that as much because I can trick Dave tricks Dave a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. and Dave running on his own um, can trick Dave into thinking like, Dave, you're running way too fast for a long distance run here. You better slow it down a little bit. I'm like, okay, Dave, you're the boss. And then I don't then then Dave doesn't get the workout that Dave really needs. So a treadmill can't lie. A treadmill's going as fast as it's going. And even if it feels like, boy, I feel like I'm going too fast today. The treadmill tells me you're going the same speed you're usually going, Dave. You understand? I, but the madness that is induced by long distance running is hard for me. I don't know what people do for the three hours that they're out there running out on the streets and everything, because all I do is spin fractions and percentages in my head. Like, OK, 30. What are you about? 38 percent done another minute. And then you're going to be 40 percent done. And then you're going to be right around the corner, halfway done. That's all I do the entire time I'm running. And it's like Tom Brady with football. Like I, I there are no external thoughts. It's not like people like, I, you know, I, I play golf because it takes me away from the day's problems. Yeah. But then you're in that problem of like, oh, my God, I can't believe I, it, it's taking me three swings to get out of the sand trap. Same thing running on the streets. I'm like, I, I'm not taking away from anything. I'm just in a new form of madness, which is how much longer do I have till I can stop doing this crap? Yes, I get that. Um, honestly, yesterday I ran a five mile race and I hated it way more than I hated the marathon. Like I, hmm. well, I loved the Chicago marathon. The Chicago marathon was great. The streets were lined with fans. It also makes you feel like what I've struggled with since I, you know, I run since I was eight competitively. And then I ran in college. Like 
I struggle with um, the fact that I'm not an athlete anymore. Like I, hmm. you know, I like I, I've played sports my whole life. I want to like get out there and be competitive. And so for these races, they kind of like bring that back for me a little bit. So I just, this okay. is just me struggling to break up with my identity as an athlete. Well, I'll say this and we'll wrap it up with that. It, with the, the, the actual competitive side of things. I've long said extra points network needs to have its own decathlon. And I think that the long odds would uh, maybe pay out on one Megan Connolly. How say you, Eddie Spaghetti? She, you know, she's got age on her side. She's got actual college athletic deeds on her side. She might be Damashek at minimum, right? Golf, think, running, yeah. definitely. That's a good question. I mean, I think the only ones who would really compete in anything, it would, it's me, Megan, and probably Meatball. I mean, most definitely Meatball. So those are the three real contenders. I mean, Megan is an athlete. Um, and she, you're right. She does have the age. I think depending on the events, those are the three people that I would, I would pick. I'm well, yeah, depending on the events. Cause if it's who can throw a ball, the furthest I beat the both of you's right there's there. No, there's and no like, way you do. I can throw like 60 yards on my knees. No, you can't. I've done it before. I've done it in high school. Don't say stuff. I've done it. I've done it on the goal line with one knee down and I've thrown it past midfield. I've done it before. I can do it again. You can throw. So you heard Dave, this, Dave, Megan. I played, right? I, I played high school football. I'm like you. Well, so you went to a smart school. Let me play. You don't know what I would have done if she would have allowed it. That's an alternate universe that we'll never know the answer to. I'm interested in you throwing a ball 60 yards from your knees. That's yeah. crazy if you can, yes. can actually do that. I have a very. I think you've lifted too many weights. I don't think. I think your your body. You're, you're a prisoner of your muscles now. I don't no. think you have full range anymore. I could. I could most definitely throw the ball very far. Okay. All right. We'll get to that at a later date. We got to get to some serious business now, Megan. I mean, you know, Eddie Spaghetti, he didn't break up with the Yankees. The Astros inserted themselves into that relationship and said no more for six more months, Eddie Spaghetti. And by the way, when you come back, your best ball player, 99, may not be here anymore. Um, but I'm a man of the highest honor. And when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. And I already have said it, and I'm going to say it again. I was wrong about the AFC West this year. And I noticed, I, you know, I, I, you know, misery loves company or otherwise. You know, I, I shot the flare up on Sunday afternoon watching the Chargers get house again at home by a team that I thought was a lesser foe that they should have mopped up pretty good. But Geno had other ideas. The Seahawks. I don't know if they're jive long term, but the Chargers are fine, but they are not going to overcome the Chiefs to win the AFC West. And it seems like you're ready to move on from them. Now, I've been with these Chargers, though, the uniforms, I, you know, playing contrarian. I, the Chiefs were, you know, every everybody's front running favorite. I like the Chargers. I saw them on the rise. But what's done is done. I think it's best for all parties that we just part ways and move on. But how to do it? I'm not a breakup master. I imagine you've had to turn down more. Uh, you know, you, you've had to you've had to play the um, protagonist in breakups more than I have over the course of our respective lives. Is that fair? I mean, sure. I guess. I mean, I don't know your your past, your breakup history, but we could go with that. I think my biggest breakup was breaking up with Tom Brady, and then that Isn't is it? significant. That's really significant. He's the only guy you've ever dumped. 
<laughs> no, but I mean, that's just like a very, a massive figure in your Not life. Really funny, a, yeah. And so lovable, right? We went through so much, the six mm-hmm. Super Bowls and, and these high highs and just to see someone change and, and you don't grow together you grow apart. It was it was tough to get over, and I think I definitely exhibited all stages of a breakup when I moved on from Tom Brady and decided that he was no longer... Well, I didn't decide. He decided that he was no longer mine. What year was this? When is Did it coincide with him saying, like, were you basically saying, I'm not interested in a long-term relationship if you're moving down to Florida, I just, I don't want to get into that back and forth of the phone calls and the strained conversation with each passing day gets more and more difficult to, to sustain that kind of like, and what did you do today? And then like every couple few weeks you see each other, you fly in and fly, never satisfying enough. Is that, is what was it that? Well, it all started. I'll never forget the day we were at joint practices with the Detroit Lions during the preseason and Brady Mm -hmm. had just agreed to a new contract and everyone was excited about the contract because on the face value, it said it was a two year deal. But if you looked at the fine print, that last year was a void year. So it's really a one year deal, no option for the franchise tag. And as soon as that contract came out, I said, he's gone. He is gone, and when he met the media that day, he was a little hostile, just a little bit hostile, and throughout Mm. that season, he was so whiny, and from then on, I knew it was time. It was time for Brady and I to break up. You felt like he had a figurative burner team or something like that. You couldn't put your finger on exactly what was going down with this guy, but something different was going on with 12. Okay, so to the here and now... um, how do we do this? I mean, like, I, I let's let's just talk face to face before yeah. we let the Chargers know. Yeah, um, we have to plan this breakup because okay, everybody let's, knows let's, when you're breaking up with someone, you got to talk to your friends first. And you're like, Ugh. I think they're like, and, and listen, the Chargers have an ego. They're in SoCal. Yes. You know, they have beautiful uniforms. They're probably not used to this sort of thing. Being they the got the side. best house in the NFL, the most yeah. beautiful stadium. They got all the glitz and glam. They got the young quarterback. They spent a lot of money on free agency. They have mm-hmm. Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. I know Joey Bosa's out, but like they have a lot going for them on they paper. Do, and they're very pretty. Is, and I think they're going to yes. listen. I want I want to say here and now. Right. I think that's an important point to make to the Chargers. You're going to be okay, and I do want to stay friends with you. I absolutely, I don't, please, I know people say that in situations like this, but I'm your neighbor. Anything you need, just give me a call. I am going to be there for you. I just, I just don't feel the same way that I did a few months ago, really for the last couple of years. I'm sorry. This was my... Super Bowl pick like I thought the Chargers could make it to the Super Bowl and obviously I was wrong and in our extra points pick them like you know every week we pick against the spread I've been riding with the Chargers and yesterday was the eye-opener for me that like Mm -hmm. this this relationship has run its course and I think the way we approach this with the Chargers is we have to say Because I'm not done with them like forever. I do think they have a bright future down the road. But what I think is the more accurate description of what's going on is the timing's not right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe, you know, who knows what life holds? You know, Mm -hmm. life is short, they say, but it also is long. And maybe there's room for maybe you to 
to break away. And like they say, you you let someone go, you know, what I, whatever they say. Then you if come you back, love someone, let somebody, them go. If back. they come back, it was meant to be. Okay, so that's yeah. Okay, so that's what you're going to do with Herbert Staley and company here. Yeah, I think we do have to at some point, once we get through, you know, talking this through and how we're going to approach this, at some point we have to be direct with the Chargers and say those four words. We need to talk. Okay. We need to talk. That's how we started with the Chargers. We need to talk. And I, you know, for for my side of things, I'm right there with you because I feel like, you know, my I'm needed at home. The Steelers Mm -hmm. right now, you know. It's uh, this has been great, been a lot of fun, Chargers, believe me. But at some point, you gotta you you gotta go home. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are not in a good spot right now. And what kind of heel would I be to turn my back on them? So it really is not you in this case, Chargers. Appreciate you. See you down the road. Is that you know? Is that yeah? I do think it's not you. Well, it is kind of them though. You know? Wow. Because if they were to be nice though. Yeah, and see, the to your point, I'm needed at home. Eddie knows this through Megan Fun of Sports, but I am not a fan of this particular Patriots team. In fact, in our extra points pick them, I've picked against the Patriots every week except this week because last week I had the epiphany. I said, okay, Megan, they're not sexy. They're not cool. You got Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson's been running the ball really well, but nothing about them is sexy or exciting. I don't look forward to watching any player on this team, Hmm. but what else am I going to do? Root for this Chargers team? I can't. Like like you, I am needed at home as well. Just you're going to be a free agent, in other words. See, like I'm going back to Stella. I'm sorry what happened, Blanche. I'm a passionate fan, but you know what? Stella! Right? Yeah. Uh, you're, you are. I didn't plan that, but that. <laughs> I didn't realize until just this moment that I named one of my children after uh, uh, named her with the with the name that is closest to my favorite football team. Hmm. Freudian hmm. or whatever you would call that. Stellars. Hmm. Uh, especially with the Pittsburgh accent, it really works. Okay, so go ahead, Megan. I, I, You know what? You're more expert at this. Do you mind blowing in the call? You can mention me or not. Like, you know, just. Well, I do want to point out something. I think I think it's going to be a little hard for us as the season progresses because we are breaking up with them today. What is today? Today is October 24th. This is the day okay. that we are ending our relationship with the Chargers. However, things could get difficult because it looks like Joey Bosa is going to return at some point throughout this season. Mm-hmm. So one of the keys to breaking up with someone is you have to be stern because you can't go back right away. I mean, obviously, like if life leads you there two years from now, then I say, okay. But once you break up with them, we can't do this 2 a.m. you up text type of thing. And I think when Bosa returns, we might be tempted to do that kind of thing with this Chargers team. Okay. Okay. I understand what you're saying. But like, what if the Chargers just to let me let me let's just role play. I'm the Chargers here. Uh, Like, what are you into the Chiefs now? Like, what have what you been talking to the Chiefs? Is that what this is about? Are you into them now? Are they are they more handsome or something, more exciting than I am? And you just have to say, hey, facts are facts. Patrick Mahomes can do it with anybody. And did you see Nicole Hardman yesterday? I mean, 
He was yeah. a guy that we weren't, and now I sound like um, Collins where here's a guy, but <laughs> um, but <laughs> I did for a second. But um, yeah, I mean, we are into the Chiefs, and we have to let them know that this is this is a business decision as well. And I'm just trying to protect myself, and I think you will flourish without me. You're gonna be fine, as we mentioned before. You have a lot going for you, Chargers. It's just right now, it's me. Okay, so so yeah, and our this is only we only get one life too, and mm-hmm. you know if we're gonna front run, then this is a good one to attach ourselves to. We want to live the high life a little bit too. I do think okay. this is a good time for a lot of LA people though to jump on the Chargers because things aren't looking so great with the Rams. So you know, or get a Lakers. team while they're low. Yeah, you know. So for okay. the LA people. Yeah, it's a tough time. Um, Okay, uh, last couple things for you. Um, what lesson could pro football learn from pro wrestling? Um, wow. I think the in-game experience, like the like going to see, and Eddie can vouch for this too, and Dave, I'm sure you've been to a wrestling event, right? I went to see I went to see WrestleMania three at the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh with 17,000 other people on closed caption. They put it was before the days when the giant jumbo screen hanging over was Mm -hmm. uh, was in every arena and and stadium. But they brought in big screens four big screens facing out in all four directions. And me and my friend Josh went and watched WrestleMania three. One of the greatest. I mean, I don't know. I haven't kept up as well. Sorry to say. But one of the great nights in professional wrestling history, Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Steamboat, R- Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, mm-hmm. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah, that was yeah. the penultimate bout that night. Hulkster and Andre the Giant were the were the main event, but that was one of the great fights you'll ever see in your life. Well, I think with wrestling, what's so great about it, and I tell my friends this all the time, like when we go to their city, I'm like, do you want to come to the show? And they're like, "Ah, I'm not really into it. I'm like, I swear, if you go, you can't go and not have a good time. So if the NFL could take one thing away from wrestling, I have like a plus, like a list of things that they could take away. But the one thing would be the fan experience because wrestling does it better than anybody else. Those shows are awesome. And just the way that everybody becomes an eight-year-old kid again and is chanting and yelling and um, really involved in the action, the pyro, the um, the theatrics of it all. If the NFL could add that in some way, I think, um, because what we have at home watching Red Zone and watching all of these games on TV, the home experience is sort of better than actually going to the game. So mm. the NFL has a problem there. And if they could learn from wrestling i think that would be a great start the one i always say is and i'll i'll say it now here is i you know they they hate each other there's no public showing of the two guys fighting in the squared circle liking each other at all and that's Mm -hmm. great this thing this move from pro football circles that like we're all friends and we're all at the end of the day one big brotherhood we're all one big family sucks from the fan perspective Ugh, we, hate each, we hate each other the th- i hate 31 fan bases what are you two do what, what are you two guys playing grab on the field after the game and trading your jerseys when when hacksaw jim duggan and the iron sheik got arrested for burning uh, a joint in a car. They had they had the dignity and the honor to do it out of sight of the of the paying fans. You understand mm-hmm. what I mean? 
Don't yeah, do it on the I field. Mean, do it do it in the do it in the bowels of the stadium. Yeah, I think there's too much respect in sports right now. Right. Everybody is too nice to each other. You have to remember these are your competitors. Like you're either a bad guy or you're a good guy, and either way, you hate your opponent. I want to see more of that. Yes. Amen. Forget sportsmanship. Let's see more hate. Amen. Is this what and you also, teach your kids when they're playing um, like rec league sports? Because I would have a <laughs> big problem. Like you hate them. My kids like run. No, well, your kids are just going to run all the time. They're going to be running all over the place, aren't they? I, by the way, not fun fact. In middle school, I was on the cross country team. It was like a two mile mm. run or one point nine mile run. I all every day, every single day, as soon as the coach would would run out of sight, Dave started walking. I, that was like, I'm not going to run. Run? What am I running for? I can walk there. I'll see you See you guys at the finish line. I'll be, I'll be about 20 minutes behind the rest of you. Um, in, the, in the spirit of, you know, if you want to be contentious at your right, if you want to make peace here, you can. Not peace, but, you know, be the salve on his emotional wounds. Or if you want to save it for the Megans later this week. Do you have anything you want to say to Eddie Spaghetti as he goes through this difficult time saying goodbye to his pinstripes for another baseball season? It's hard for me to feel bad for Eddie right now because the Giants are um, probably one of the worst six and one teams ever. <laughs> like I just I don't think they're very good, but they keep winning games. So how can I pick against them? Like they, you know, they they figure out a way to win. And also, like we just said with the Chargers, better days are ahead for this Giants team. And the fact that they're winning with this team, I think Eddie's got nothing to do but smile. Notre Dame had a win this weekend, right? I mean, you can't go 3 for 3 every weekend. So he's got I his think rags he's, to look forward to. He's got he's got a full play. You're right about that. Um, okay, then is he does Eddie Spaghetti challenge for the honor of the title? Of my guess is it's going to be Harry. Favorite extra points uh, coworker. Oh, I do. I get a kick out of Harry. Like every okay. time I listen to Against All Odds, I laugh out loud at Harry. And they were doing this weird thing last week where every time he gave one of his picks and they didn't acknowledge it. But every time he gave one of his picks, nobody said anything. It was just Harry would go on <laughs> for like two minutes with all of his stats and everything. And then he was done and no one had <laughs> any comment. And I thought it was hilarious. And just the the rivalry between Parlay Kid and Harry a little bit, it, it cracks me up. I think they are a riot. Um, my favorite extra points coworker. I'm going to go with Megan Gailey. I know that's okay. like the cop-out okay. answer. But really, she she's the best. Um, Eddie wants us, one, to turn heel, one, to be babyface, um, so that the podcast could be a little bit more yeah. entertaining. But, but, I, but I love Megan. She's great. Um, yeah, she's... It's funny because we've only like met in real life twice, but sometimes things will happen. I'm like, oh, I got to text Megan. She's like become one of my really good friends, which is really cool. That's nice. And uh, and then, you know, in the yin and yang, as we started out, let's close it out that way. Who's your least favorite extra points coworker? Uh, definitely Mikey Meatballs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I love all of you guys. I love all of you guys. <laughs> I don't have a least favorite. That's such a weird question to ask um it is it is no mikey meatballs is so patient with me god i always forget to do stuff i'm like is it too late um no i don't have a least favorite don't have one that's lame that's a lame way to go out after who's your least favorite well i mean there there are so many candidates that would be a half hour conversation we don't have time for it here but i'd be (laughs) happy to share that with you at a later date also 
put a pin in this. I really want to have a conversation, but I think it's like a round table kind of thing. I've tried to get to the bottom of this with several people. Um, I am, you know, I, I, I mentioned already, um, I have one, I have two daughters and yeah. I am steeped in all animated movies. I, I, you know, I, I can converse about, you know, the, um, you know, the Disney stuff and, uh, you know, every, I, you know, I have cars, whatever you want to talk about. Incredibles, mm-hmm. deep dive on all. But I'm interested in the psychology of young women, girls watching the Disney princesses and how that impacts their brains in the 21st century, because Disney definitely is aware of it. When they created Merida from Brave, clearly this was a newer, stronger version. Moana, a stronger woman figure. But is it problematic that Cinderella and Ariel are still out and about there and people are consuming that, young girls among them, and how does this impact your brain as you launch yourself into the real world? But we don't have time to talk about that now. I'm just setting up the conversation. Okay, we can day. get to it though. I'm gonna I'm gonna start thinking about it. And I think Elsa, you know, that's like a different type of princess too, but right. more traditional. So we we could yeah, I'll start I'll start thinking of this. I live right down the road from Mickey Land, so maybe I'll take a little trip and and do some observing, you know, take some okay. notes, get out in the wild, um, see how all these kids interact. You know, I do have the pleasure of every Saturday morning flying home from random city back to Orlando with a plane full of screaming children excited to see Mickey. So um, maybe I could take some notes during that time as well. Wow, that has got to be a trip. That's like Vegas. Oh, yeah. That, that's uh, like every Saturday morning never gets old, you know? And every Saturday morning I'm still tired, and they just, they don't care. They don't care if you're tired. They're going to see Mickey. Our guy, Coley. Um, is a father of two little girls. I think he definitely, I know he's spending a fair amount of his time watching animated movies himself. Let's do, maybe we should do a round table about this whole thing. And then, and then Megan Gailey has a little boy and then how she's going to launch him. You know what? We'll figure this out. We'll, 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 uh, like I say, put a pin in it for now. Great stuff, um, Megan. Wait, real quick tonight, the Patriots. I like, I like the Patriots tonight. I like them to cover. Mac Jones is coming back. Um, I think this could be a turning point for the Patriots. We're going to find out if they're really happy with Zappy or if we're, you know, we're all in on Mac Jones. I like the Ramondre Stevenson over on his rushing yards. So there we go. Okay, glad you got that in, and so you're on board. But you've shown yourself self to be emotionally flexible enough that if Mac Jones doesn't win, you're happy to jump over to Zappy. You, you you don't have any issue with that, right? I just really don't like this team. All the Patriots fans who are like they they might be okay. I'm like you guys. This is such an average team. But hey, you whatever. They're gonna win you tonight against the Bears. Yeah, see, now I see what you're dealing with. You're dealing with the come down of reality. You're you got yeah. used to living in a certain climate of success. You can imagine young Dave Damashek, adolescent. We, uh, you know, all I knew as I emerged into the '80s was like, well, my teams win most of the time, right? Pirates, mm-hmm. Steelers. Okay, the Penguins stink, and then the '80s hit me like a cold slap across the face. Mark Malone, you know, take that, yeah. Damashek. Your teams are mediocre at best. It was a, it was a hard come up. Anyway, uh, Megan Connolly, great stuff. We'll watch you every Friday night um, on SmackDown. And, of course, we'll listen to you every week, you and your best pal, Megan Gailey, on the tremendous, and I mean it when I say it, 
Uh, Megan Fun of Sports, really funny and uh, and, and uh, good stuff there. And, um, you know, you're in the mix for my favorite and least favorite uh, Extra oh, Points co-worker for now. I just took the helmet off. That felt good. Um, thank you. I love that I'm in the mix for both because, Yeah, well, honestly, we'll see how it goes. These are a critical yeah. few weeks upcoming. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, thank you for having me on. I, it's always a pleasure. Um, and, uh, you know, Dave, I feel like we could talk all day, so I'll just I'll just leave it at, um, I hope Yins, Yins have a good show. Dave, we're going to go into the buy, and we're going to be born and new. We're going to come out with T.J. Watt and Kenny Pickett, and we're going, to, we're going to take over the NFL once again. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There you go, Spaghetti. Good news for you. You're not her least favorite. That's Meg, nice. Megan's awesome. I mean, Megan's. It, it, she's uh, besides being funny and a great hang. Um, she knows her stuff. She's getting into the gambling now. It's a pleasure working with her, and that show is a lot of fun. So, yes. Who do you like better, her or Gailey? I like them both equally because I've hung out with them both no equally. There. I'm not. I'm not. Look. Oh, I, you, know, you like them equally. What are the odds of that? You like. You like two human beings the exact same. There's no. I feel you, like if I like you most had to choose, you wouldn't choose one or the other, huh? I, mean, I feel like I like a lot of humans equally. Everyone's kind of. Most people are on the same level. I have like my ultra close best friends I've known for 20 years, and I have people who are very very close to me. They're all on that same level. That they're on like that coworker, but also could be friends level. So it's you know. I don't know. Who do you like better, Josh Donaldson or Aaron Judge? <laughs> I mean, I like Aaron Judge better, despite his 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 uh, playoffs here. Uh, I don't think it's going to be his last game played as a Yankee, but uh, Donaldson, I hope it is. For a guy that's making almost as much money as like Bryce Harper is insane. And you know, I'm a Cashman defender, and you didn't even ask me any of these questions, but I'm just going to go off on a tangent. But Cashman, like, he makes some great moves, and then moves like that bring in a, a mid 30s year old Josh Donaldson to just strike out in the playoffs is ultra frustrating and it's really as bad as it gets well i know one michael fabiano agrees with you on that he's been tweeting about it and also you can go back and listen to fabiano alongside Jen piacenti from eddie spaghetti show waiver wired you can listen to that every tuesday and mr lister every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern it's our list based sports trivia show i believe we have one cousin Sal coming up on that one, so be on the lookout for that on Tuesday night. And then on Thursday, Kevin Hench will make his uh, his weekly appearance here. On Minus 3, we'll be ready to break it all down for you. Until then, for Eddie Spaghetti, Megan Conley, and everybody at the Extra Points Network, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.